We are living in a world where we are overstressed, overworked, overmedicated, and we're allowing anxiety, fear, and depression to run our lives. It's time we take a different kind of prescription to help remove our pain and get us back to living with the energy, focus, and enthusiasm that we all want to have. Every week, I promise to bring you education, strategies, and deep discussions that will help you become more resilient and eradicate stress-induced depression from your life. My name is Ryan Caligiuri, and welcome to The Resilience Prescription. All right, let's crack into this week's episode. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Brain Jiu-Jitsu. We've got the BJJ crew, Arlen, James, myself, Ryan, Sean, and Steve Ramos. We're uh, down Rico today, but uh, you know, we still carry on. And uh, how crazy is this? We got uh, two guys bringing the same bottle of wine, so this one's got to be good. Comes highly recommended. Uh, buddy of his, the only thing he drinks, it's, how do you pronounce that? Amalia? Amalia? Amalia. No idea. Amalia is probably yeah. better. Yeah. Malbec. In Salta's High Desert, what'd you say? Amalia? Amalia's Vineyards. Amalia. Begin two kilometers above sea level beyond the Kachakwai Valley floor. I'm just butchering everything here. First centuries farmers made offerings in hope of a miracle, as Amalia translates in a local language for a bountiful harvest. Extreme conditions stress sustainably farmed, farmed vines, delivering rich, soft, yet intense flavored fruit of an uncommon depth. So it's 85% Mal- Malbec. Right on. Can't wait to give it a taste. 15% what? 15 or 10% Tanat and 5% Petit Verdot. Verdot, interesting. Yeah. Good. Can't wait to see this. 18, I don't know why they have to say that. Uh, 1800 meters above sea level. Maybe that's important, I don't know. Not sure, but in any case, can't wait to kick into this one. But um, it's pretty good. All right, as, as we can, yeah, not bad, I'll give it a try. But as we kind of do now on BJJ, we like to uh, open up by again understanding kind of what's going on in uh, everybody's lives of the past week. So I want to hear the highs. I want to see what brought you up the highest. I want to hear what brought you down the lowest. But we always start off with the low because I always want to end up on a high note. So who wants to kick it off? I'll kick it off. Go for it, brother. So high note for me was... Start off on your low, actually. Start with you want me to start off the yeah, low? Yeah, because I like to end it, up it ties in. It ties into this to the high and the low. They're almost... Cool, All right. they, cool man. Yeah. So um, the high for me was I, I started my first cutting week in freaking mm. 10 weeks. Mm. Yeah, so that was good. 10 weeks? Uh, 10 weeks of yep. bulking, eating like an idiot, oh, just smashing as much food as I can and weights and whatever else. And so now I'm finally into the cutting and as a part of that, I'm I'm starting yoga five days a week. Good for wow, you, man. Oh, huge. Yeah. So hot yoga or hot yoga five days. Five days a week, oh, and uh, yeah. so I got a spot at this Moda Yoga, and the customer service there was like beyond phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I had bought this pass, blew out my back, bought this pass, oh, used man. it once. Yeah. It was a two month unlimited pass. Okay. So I call up these guys. I'm like, Yo, can I just buy another Groupon and get this shit? And 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 whatever. I've only used it the one time. They're like, No. You can only use your Groupon on the first time, but you only used it once, so how about this? 
You pay for your drop-in fee. We'll start your old Groupon oh. that you used two years ago. Oh, yeah, We're going to start it right now. Wow. And you can do unlimited for that's two good, months. That's good customer service. I was like, what? Yo, you ain't getting that kind of customer service at Shapes. Oh, God, no. Shapes is uh, garbage. Oh, oh, wait. You started two years ago. <laughs> we didn't charge you since two years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. owe us. Yeah, you owe us two years worth of yeah. fucking Shapes. Yeah, before you can even start. That is such a bullshit gym. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Just guys getting heated. They're, like, they're, they're terrible. Actually, Shapes is good to me. Yeah. yeah, me too. Um, so, so that was awesome. So I was, I was pumped. Monday, I did my, uh, my workout. I did my, uh, my yoga session right after. Tuesday, I'm, I'm about to do the same thing. <coughs> Middle of my set. Here's my low point. I actually ended up partially tearing my right lat a little bit. No. So it's a very mild strain. Very mild strain. You know what? Uh, stuff I do every week, just pull like down. a lap pull down, oh. and it yeah. occurred to me something that we can all maybe learn from this. I, I realized this after talking to my physiotherapist. Is the night before I did my yoga, and I there's the potential that I got from an hour of stretching, a bigger range of motion on the on through my shoulders and all that kind of stuff. And when you lift, say if you're lifting call it 80% of the range of motion that you could, and now I'm lifting 85% of the range of motion, that extra 5% isn't a conditioned mm. percent of the lift anymore. Right. So yes, I, was, I wasn't lifting extremely heavy weight. I was in my third set doing 10 reps of my stuff. I was just trying to bolster through the workout to try and just mm -hmm. hurry up to get to yoga after, and I ended up pulling something at the very top part of the range, mm -hmm. right? And I, as soon as I pulled it, I let it go, uh, I iced the shit out of it. I've probably iced it for like four hours in total since mm -hmm. between now and then. Damn. I've seen the physiotherapist and it's very mild strain, so I'm pretty That's happy good. about that. Yeah. Hey, you know, honestly, like I was bummed for about five minutes and then I just started realizing all the positives I can get out of this and how I can switch my workouts around mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So that was definitely my low point, but at the same time, I mean, I'm gonna hit, uh, I'm gonna go back to yoga. So I, I said I was gonna do yoga five days a week. I did it Monday. I wasn't able to do it again till he said avoid yoga and stretching and I said can I go Friday so I'm, I got something booked for Friday and then I'll probably continue to go through there but I'm going to change up all my lifts to be like super light mm. like 30% of my max kind of thing cool. and just kind of continue from there and, right and kind of do it from there but I mean yeah I mean it's those are my highs and lows man, cool, man. It, was, it was cool to kind of like switch from from like eating like an idiot to <laughs> So whatever. So you don't have Big Macs. You know, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. So, because I kind of fucked myself with this whole thing and I can't train this week, I was like, ah, what's one more, one more week of bulking? So yesterday I had, yesterday I had my fucking work party. In one meal, I consumed 5,000 calories at least. Wow. At least. I had a half a plate of nachos. A sushi, a full steak dinner, and like a double brownie, you and like four one. beers. So that must have been around four or five thousand calories right there, just Probably. in one city. And uh, it still wasn't as many calories as that pancake house yeah. story, I guarantee you. But, wow, man. But Crazy. yeah, but and then today I had a Big Mac. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> uh, I had a Big Mac today. So, Crazy. so the, the cut's not gonna start till next Monday. Fair <laughs> I love that you're keeping this man honest. You have to ask the question. You gotta, you gotta ask, you gotta ask man. Yeah. All right, cool. Who's next? Highs and lows. Anybody else uh, want to go first? Yeah, I can start. Yeah, man. Sure. So I, uh, I told you guys that last last episode that I was 
kind of training for a run. Mm -hmm. And I can't even do the run now because my foot's worse. Damn. What's going on with your foot? Strained it. I like knew exactly when it was happening because I don't, I don't run. So like we did as much mobility as we could. And I was already tight from being like traveling mm -hmm. and I was running and I'm like, my knee feels a little awkward. So I'm going to kind of adjust my foot position. So I'm going to kind of ro like roll on the outer edge of my foot. Bad idea. No, no, no. Bad idea. It's not natural. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. Yikes. So, How's that? That set you back this week? You I did. Workouts, and, then, and then I did. We, we were going to potentially train today. And then uh, kept pushing it, kept pushing it. At the gym today with heavier kettlebells, started doing snatches and shit. And I was like, I shouldn't do this. And then got a haircut. I was all pumped for the cut. Was riding my bike back to work, and I tried jumping this like curb. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how bad things can happen to me. God, I'll tell you why. So yeah, I jumped. I jumped it, the, my it, the front wheel clipped. I fucking flipped. I'm safe. Oh, I'm, my, I'm lucky I don't have a helmet. Like, I mean, I'm lucky nothing happened. I don't have a helmet. But anyways, Thank landed. God. Got my excited knee. to race this car yeah. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> my hip, so, and then I had to walk home. So my oh. bum knee, my bum leg, but it's all good. Like, whatever. When did this happen? Oh, man. It's good to hear, uh, all right? This was about a week and a bit ago when I actually strained it. And then this happened just like recently. Just right there. Those are lows. Yeah, yeah, those those high, one more. So this one's okay. super fucked. So... There's this company, this like high-end hotel in Greece. They jacked the Saint logo. Really? They used the exact same logo <laughs> wow. that I made. Wow. And it's like, at first I was like, that's kind of flattering, but I'm like, that's so whack. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you can't even copy it. You gotta actually use the same fucking thing. Yeah. Well, they probably think like, ah, this company, this little, know, little place from Winnipeg, they're never gonna fucking yeah, find this out. It happens all crazy. the time. And, yeah. uh, and my brother's friend, were they were going to Greece, and then I guess they were looking for, for places, and they're like, what the fuck? That's madness. Wow. So, so yeah, yeah, it's crazy, because it's like, they even use the S. The S represents like Scott, Sharon, Stephen. And that represents us. It represents our family. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, wow. Did you copyright it? Um, I don't think my brother did, but I think he's gonna get in the process of doing that. But still, if you copyright it, you, you have to copyright it into like uh, international shit or yeah, something. Yeah, <clears throat> but you guys will still be able to. You you would win that one if you can prove that you guys had that logo before they did. So my dad, I my database got erased. Mm. That created the where I created the logo. Well, no, so that's okay. So like my remember I told you about my external hard drive? I deleted it. I, I deleted on the shit on the back of it. Oh shit! Okay. There's other ways. No, you have to prove is that they were social media, before, Facebook, before yeah, 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 anything, yeah. any kind of proof. It doesn't. Yeah, have if you talk to, though, honestly, if you talk to like a, a copyright lawyer or anything like that, they'll be able to help you with that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's very easy to figure out. That's a whack, I'd say, but that's so. That is crazy. That's so. Yeah. In, in a certain way, it's a it's flattering as fuck. It's flattering. It's flattering as fuck. It's our three three year anniversary, like in a few days, and then. Like people cool, legit man. said, I'm gonna fucking have my business have the same logo that you fucking cool. made for your shit. Like that's that like as much as like it's like okay, you motherfucking cheaters. Right. It's still like yo, you wanted to label your entire fucking 
however many hundreds of thousands of dollars you make a year, you want it to label your shit after a symbol that I fucking made from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Especially if it's not some shithole hotel. It's a high-end thing. Like, you know like it's I mean? a fucking like, hotel that puts their shit? I'll show you guys. Like, that's, that's, what the yeah, guys, that's yeah. fucking yeah. boss, bro. Like, that's... Yeah, like, you thought like, you were straight in the mouth. Like, that's the way you gotta think about that Keep the logo of Like, yo, respect where respect is due. Like, you can't just jack someone's shit. At least ask for permission and whatever, right? That's right. Like, yeah. yeah, that's right. True. Like to build a whole building, and then the motherfucker just <laughs> use your symbol. Like this man's like he's, he wants to call and be like, "Thank you for using my logo. Thank you yeah, for the like, legend of my rights." This practically Yo, a free building. Like, <laughs> loud factory, like yeah, no doubt. You guys want to use my logo? Don't sleep on the loud factory. Yo, don't do it. Don't do it. Loudfactory.ca. It's actually it was pretty simple. Like a couple things, I got a haircut from my bro, and sitting in his barbershop, you know, three years later, it's like this is dope, man. Cool. So fucking proud of him. Dope, just be able to hang out with him and just talk with him, and it's dope, man. Appreciate him. Yeah, a little micro, more simple, but. And then on the way here, there was a homeless dude, and. I like looked out the window and he had a dope sign that said grateful. And I was like, I fuck with that. So I rolled down the window and I'm like, yo man, I don't have money for you, but here's a banana. Nice. And I was holding a banana, I was about to eat. And he's like, thanks man. He's like, this is more valuable. You know why? I'm like, why? He's like, because I could sell this. <laughs> no <laughs> fucking way. Are you my That's how That's how Are you kidding me? That is so funny because I could sell it. So like, fuck. This gift can be hitting up gardens, and why don't you hit up the gardens? Grab some like potatoes or tomatoes or. Like, you realize why people are bums if that's their response, right? Yeah, like, no. fuck a buck's worth. A buck's worth more than you could sell that shit for. No, like, yeah, oh, man. fuck, whatever. craziness. Uh, God bless the guy, I guess. Yeah, man. Highs and lows, boys. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of my low point here. Give me a second. I'll go. So it's funny. All three of us have kind of got something like workout related. So all my clients, as part of uh, Creature Aid. Uh, my path to helping them build their resilience. I put them through a 90-day challenge because challenge is one of the, the four C's of building resilience. If you can increase the amount of challenge in your life, you're able to deal with the adversity, you're able to control your response to that, you have to commit to a certain challenge, and it builds your confidence every day you pass through it. So I give them a workout challenge. 90 days straight, you pick which workout you want to do. So I give them like five different workouts they pick, and most guys will choose the, um, most people will choose the 100-day or the 90-day 100 burpee challenge. So I say every single day, you have to do 100 burpees without question. I don't care if you're sick, it could take you 60 minutes, you just gotta pound out 100 burpees. And so all these guys started doing it. And it was very cool, so my, my, my high, I guess I'm studying way I shouldn't have, my high was hearing all these guys go through it. So I never actually asked them a lot of times, like how do you feel this has contributed to you building resilience? The answers I got back were so cool that I never even appreciated before, where they're just like, I would sit there and I, I wanted to quit on myself so many times, but I was just like, fuck it, I gotta go, I gotta do it. They're like fighting the, the negative voices in my head, fighting that laziness, fighting just the fatigue, the learned helplessness, like I can't do this. When I get to 40 and 50, I literally wanna give up because I'm like, I got nothing left in me, but I'm like, I already committed, I gotta do this. They're like, literally, I'm at day 20, I have so many more to go. I got 70 more days, but they're just saying that every single day that I commit to this challenge, I literally feel stronger. I literally feel better about myself. And every morning that's when I wake up, and every morning when I wake up, they're like, that's the first thing I do. And I actually look forward to going to bed because I'm like, all right, first thing in the morning, I'm gonna take on this challenge and I oh, dominate yeah, that man. challenge. It starts me off on the right foot. Boom. I'm like, hell yeah. So I've been, uh, and so I, I challenge these guys. And I say, I want you to put your time, like just post it on Instagram or whatever. If you don't wanna post it, 
sent it to me. So I have a whole bunch of like text messages from like sweaty people first thing in the morning sending me their, their times and what they do. And I love it. So then one of the guys challenged me, he goes, hey, what's your fucking problem? All of us are doing our thing. Why don't you do, why don't, why don't you start? I'm like, you know what? I'm like, hell yeah. I'm like, let's do it. So obviously I said the best time for the burpees, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, so here's the funny thing. So this is, that was my high, my low was, as I started the burpee challenge, I was, uh, I was just working a little bit too hard. And I wake up first thing in the morning and I start doing my burpee challenge. And uh, I wake up and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, this is harder than I thought it was when you're not running on too much sleep. So my low this week was the fact that I did not prioritize sleep and it has impacted my energy levels mm. throughout the day. It's impacted my own ability to be resilient. Like I'm more apt to react differently to stress. How many hours of sleep do you figure you should be getting or need to get or whatever else? To me, I need right? between six to seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need six to seven. Yeah, actual sleep or time in bed? Actual sleep, yeah. yeah. Time in bed, I'm usually sitting around like seven, eight. Yeah. But that's mm. how much sleep I got last night. Four hours and 29 minutes. Wow. Good it's not good. And then, yeah, and then the night before. Two hours and 37 minutes? Holy fuck. Yeah, so I, then, I just take my ring off. I don't even want to track it on yeah, those man. nights, man. I'm like, so those, it's a rough night. It's crazy how much I value sleep, man. Like, But here's the thing, because it's just like, you you know what's going to be bad. Why do I have to feel bad about myself? Exactly. But I want to feel bad about myself because I'm like, fuck that. I, I know that I'm better than that. I, so why would that make you feel bad to see the results? I, I, I because I know it's bad. Like, I would rather see those gaps and not see the exact fucking numbers <laughs> and the little <laughs> smart-ass <laughs> comments I, that I, I, I but what if you what you're thinking like no but what if you what if you were able to like go in for those two and a half hours and you got two hours and 29 minutes worth of sleep because your pillow hit the head and you got fucking two hours of REM or whatever the ideal sleep is you woke up and you're like what the fuck that is dope and then you before you know you're like yo you're like yo man this is this is the shit man I only got two and a half but it was like Two and a half That's solid hours, man. Like, <laughs> I wish it worked like, out. I wish I got two and a half like this on a normal six hour night, you know? Like, I like no. attitude though, brother. I do. Yeah. I do. I do. Like, yeah. I'm wearing my ring every I, time I'm I sleeping. I never woke up like that after two and a half hours nope. of sleep. I'll tell you right now, like, yo, yeah, two and a half? Best sleep ever! Best nap I've ever had! I just clumped up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man's up cold! <laughs> yeah, man, so that was my high, that was my low. Like, honestly, when I don't have the energy to push through my day, it's hard, man, because I sell my energy, man. Like, yeah, people sure. love my energy. So if I can't do it, man, it's hard. So that's my low. So tonight I'm going to prioritize sleep, get my 7 to 8, get back to it, and I'll uh, feel stronger tomorrow. But, yeah. Like it. I'll go next. Right. My low, I just realized, is not one event, but it was kind of a cumulative little bullshit over the week, all having to do with the house that I recently built and moved into. Um, I don't know why it was this week. A lot of shit just came to the surface that really like small shit annoyed me. A couple unexpected large bills that we uh, like we thought we had already paid for, like some shit with like the grading and whatever. And it's not. I'm not blaming our builder. It was kind of a misunderstanding both ways there. But then there was other things like a bath towel bar was in our um, powder room, um, which is just like a toilet and sink like it's like a guest bathroom type thing mm -hmm. there's a bath towel bar in there no hand towel bar and i'm like there's no bathtub in this room wow like so you gotta turn around and whatever it just all of these little things and it sounds like even saying it right now it sounds like such menial bullshit that does not matter but when you have a lot of these little things add up yeah. especially when you've mm -hmm. paid a decent amount of money for the crib or whatever um 
they all came to the surface this week. Um, all at once, eh? Yeah, so I'm planning on finishing my garage right away. I thought the garage ceiling was insulated, not insulated. That's another, it's not even so much the money at this point, it's like the time and the headache and the hassle of having to, to do all this stuff after the fact when I'm like, Mm. This is what we. This is what I wanted to avoid in the first place, right? I didn't want to build my own house and blah blah blah. So there was a lot of that this week. Initially, I was kind of like, not a big deal, not a big deal, not a big deal. By about like the fifth or sixth, not a big deal. I was like, what the fuck? okay, what else is going to come up in the next month that I'm living here, right? So the takeaway from that was honestly, it goes back to like all the little frustrations we had when we were building the house. For me, my house is literally just four walls where I lay my head, like. I know I spent a decent amount of money on it, but half of that for me was just the challenge of extending myself a little bit further than I thought and rising to the occasion. Like, I love the fact that I'm now like, okay, like it takes this much money or whatever. That's not out of my reach to do this. It's not out of my reach to take on this project or spend this amount of money where a lot of other people look at it like, wow, I can never do that. I'm kind of like, oh, I don't, I, I don't have that attitude. So that was my motivation, part of my motivation for building this house anyway. I don't, I have no, emotional attachment to it so i've reminded my wife of this a lot of a lot of times throughout the build when something would get fucked up i'm like it's four walls where we lay our where we lay our head right like i think right now today and i said this even throughout the build if that if i was standing outside of that house that i just built with my wife and my daughter and it was on fire i could literally watch it burn with a smile on my face and it's like everything that's important to me would be that little three foot radius right like who the fuck cares about all the possessions and all that kind of stuff we can make that back that's that's nothing yeah so i had to just keep reminding myself Good. of that nice after all this shit happened i was like fuck it whatever like again i always get more frustrated with the time that i have to waste fixing problems than the money or whatever because my time is worth a lot to me right like i don't have a lot of free time and i would rather spend it other ways than fixing shit that i thought should have been done right the first time right I, I got to the point where I'm literally budging, sorry, budgeting 45 minutes a day to fix problems. So as long oh as God. I set that up in my mind, first thing in the morning, I got 45 minutes today, something's gonna get <laughs> fucked up, I'm gonna have to fix it, whatever, I'm good. Like something gets fucked up, I'm expecting it to, I'm on the phone calling to say, you guys messed this up, I need this delivered by the whatever, I'm good. I could literally spend that 45 minutes a day and be fine with it. Once it extends past, and then there's days when nothing gets messed up, I'm like, roll that forward. I got an hour and a half tomorrow. Nice. You know what I mean? So yeah. I've like just changed the way that I thought about fixing problems and budget it, like made time to fix problems. This so. man's schedule is... Is that work? Guys, I was gonna ask, how does that no, work? fuck up. Like, what is fucked budget, up schedule? You budgeted 45 minutes today, so if you don't use that 45 minutes today, you allow yourself an hour and a half tomorrow? What? That's right. How does that work? Because there's a lot of days like... There's more days on average that I don't have to fix problems, but like there's a lot of days when I have to fix problems. Huh. Like whether it be a work problem, or a personal problem, or this home building stuff, or whatever it is, like. But if you don't have any problems on day two, then what? What do you roll forward on day day three? Same thing. Minutes. Another forty-five minutes. I, like I don't have four just hours in one day to spend fixing problems. But like, if I didn't have a problem, just let's just say I look back twenty-four hours. If I didn't have a problem yesterday, I know I have an hour and a half. Like it's just, it's not even like I, I have an hour and a half. It's just like. It's a way of programming my mind not to get frustrated with the time that the I'm The reason spending. I ask is not to be a smart ass. The reason I ask is because I'm, I'm obsessed with trying to figure out the best fucking system for me to manage my time because I truly believe that a big piece to controlling your life is to control the time that you 100% have. 100% and, and I'm obsessed with this. So when I hear you, you, you do something but you about know what? this. It's, it's very simple. There's just a two-step approach. Willy and Nilly. <laughs> <laughs> Willy and Nilly! Willy Nilly! You figured it out! Yo, 
just mad at what's what's the specific question because I'm the same way and like 45 minutes is a decent amount of time for me to spend in a day so I'm now like I probably waste 45 minutes doing whatever bullshit sending an email browsing you know watching TV so if I could just cut gotcha. five minutes here ten minutes there I know I can afford 45 minutes in a day right mm -hmm. that's one thing that I'm just like I know for sure so I block my time I think the same way that you do if I can find 45 minutes to and even sometimes double up I can use a break at work to make some phone calls but it's just that it always annoyed me when I had to spend two minutes fixing problems. And I realize I'm doing this every day. Like I'm fixing something that someone else should have done right the first time. I'm like, I can't fucking handle this. Like why can't people just get it right? Mm -hmm. And it would drive me nuts. Now I'm like, people aren't going to get it right. I'm going to have to fix it 45 minutes. Yeah. So it was just a matter of literally creating that time in my schedule every gotcha. day for me now. I had to. Man. So I'm embracing it. Anyway. That's that was really my whole point. It's good you're embracing. It's good that people are dumbasses. People are dumbasses. Like yeah. for the most part, it's really it's all that comes down in, to. In a house building, it just people don't care. It no. just blows my but mind. Nowhere, people no. don't care anywhere, no. man. Like you can go to like, no, but you, you go like to a fast food restaurant, you place an order, you get home, your fries are missing or whatever, and it's like five minutes now. I got whatever. <laughs> I, I used to listen to this fucking guy complain about these small little like, But that's the thing, man. These small things add up where I'm like, I can't just, I, I would literally just let it go because I wouldn't want to spend time fixing it. So I was like, fuck it. They forgot it. No big deal. Now I'm like, whatever the most important things are, 45 minutes, I'm going to fix this. You know what so, I don't know? Yo, did you go to Costco last week, guy, or? I put it in there. I put it in Did not go, and that's the high point. But yo, I was telling Sean last week, I think the fact that you two, you motherfuckers, took so much pleasure out of it is gonna be like, I'm not gonna let it bother me out of spite. I'm gonna walk into Costco and fuck those shit, man. You should. Good. Woman rides in you. Oh, it's okay, man. It's okay. It's your heel. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, the worry in the world. I'm putting Chef West in my ears, man. Right? I'm gonna be alright. Yeah. Uh, the high point is a lot fucking cheesier than that. In all honesty, it was a hug from my niece. Like, this girl has. She is what now? She is. Hazel? No, no, no. Two year old. Mm. Alaria. Almost two. Oh, years. Yeah, she turned two. Anyway, attitude, man. This girl has all kinds of attitude. Doesn't do anything she doesn't want to do. Her parents can tell her all left, right, oh my God. and other ways, right? So anytime, like in her whole life, anytime I've approached her and like tried to give her a hug or whatever, she'd be like, no, no, no. She's very close to her mom. Even my brother, sometimes her dad, she's just like, no, I don't want any attention right now. I want to be next to mom. When she doesn't want mom, she's like, leave wow. me alone. Just attitude, attitude, Crazy. attitude, right? So they're always like, give him up, give uncle a hug, give him whatever. And I never expect that this girl would be like, peace, I'm out, don't touch me. That's so funny. This time they come, came over to my house like three days ago, whatever, we were chilling. Um, I'm, I'm trying, I'm just trying so hard to get in this girl's good graces. I'm like running around tickling her every time. I'm like, I'm gonna get you whatever. Uh, so they go to leave and they're all getting in the car. I say my buys. As she's leaving, she's walking out and she turns around. She looks at me. She comes back to give me a hug. Like nobody could believe it. I was like, jaw on the floor. So I've been calling this man. I was like, I can't tell you how much that, that hug made my day. You need to bring this girl. I don't want to lose this momentum that I'm making with your daughter. You need to bring her out tomorrow. It's a gig with this man. He's like, I got her. I got to keep it now. I'm in the hug circle now. Seriously. Uncle like, that, is, that is the, the best feeling ever. And I, I said it too with my own daughter. Like when... And she was not an easy kid when she would be up all night crying or whatever like it's frustrating but occasionally when you could be the person that 
they choose to give affection to, like you're the only person in their life in that moment that would put a smile on their face or get a hug from them, I'm like, that shit makes it all worth it. I don't care if it's my daughter, my niece, any child who expresses that pure emotion to you because they want to, I'm like, that's priceless. Yeah, to me, that, yeah, makes, that, that was my high point for the week. Choking me up right there. Yeah. Lie. That's cool, man. You know what's funny? I, I ask all my clients the same question all the time, the high point, low point, because I want to know what brings them up, what, what brings them down. Stuff with family, is so common across the board in terms of what brings you up. And it's never the Don't stuff you manufacture, it. it's always the simple things simple that just shit. happen. Yeah. Yeah. So last week one of my clients was saying that um, he was driving back from um, a football game down south, they went to go see an NFL game, and him and his wife <clears throat> were driving his daughter in the back seat, and a good song came on and his daughter just started singing in the back. And he's like, Oh, where's this song? So he started to sing it, and the wife started like tapping her hands, and she's not gonna sing, but she started tapping her hands, and he's like, what other song do you like? She's like, oh, daddy, play this one. She's like 12 years old, right? And she's like, play this. So they started singing another song they all know. And he goes, it was just an organic moment that yeah. just happened. I get cold yeah. shivers when I tell us. I don't know why, no, but, but but I just like, I, I, I love that, in the fact that you don't have to manufacture this shit. You couldn't. You, you couldn't can't, if you try. You can't. Like, it, it, it's, it's all revolves around like, Family, other yeah. people, like I, I love that stuff, man. Yeah, and I, it doesn't have to be family, but that's yeah. one of those moments for him, I'm sure, that I've experienced a lot of times where I'm like, there's no amount of money that could add anything to no, this. Man. In fact, not, the money doesn't make any difference. You could take everything yeah. away from it, and I would still, like, this moment will be imprinted on my memory for the rest of my life, right? Like, that's. But you know what I think is beautiful about that, too, is, is recognizing that that's a beautiful moment. Yeah. So for him, he goes, you know what the crazy thing was? He goes, I most of the time I would just forget this and be like, oh, that was fun, and then kind of walk on. He goes, but now that you're making me evaluate my, my moments, what brings me up, what brings me down, he goes, I really learned to appreciate those moments because of how rare they are. Yeah. And he goes, and I, now I, I say like, I want to create more of those. Yeah. I want to pay more attention to those little moments. Yeah. And so just like you, where it's like a little hug, you're paying attention to that. It's like, do you realize how many of those moments actually are around throughout the day? Seriously. Those little small things. Maybe pay attention to the small things because it's usually those things that bring very, you Very, very, very well said. You know, man? So it's 100%. It's awesome. Anyways, bro, what's yours? High, low. Uh, Start us off with the low, because I want to sure. high. Low, for, and I don't know how you guys can answer, answer this question too, but I don't know if it happens, if it's just me, but... So last night I woke up uh, in the middle of the night from like 3, 3.50ish to 5 o'clock. Couldn't fall asleep, but you know what I mean? But I don't know why it always happens that, not always, when it does happen, when I do wake up in the middle of the night and kind of can't fall right back asleep, I don't know why it just seems like those automatic negative thoughts come more more so in yeah. the middle of the night than any other time yeah. in the morning if I wake up and I have an automatic thought I can get over it in four seconds in the middle of the night I don't know why it just kind of like just cultivates so what kind of negative thoughts were you having and why and it's nothing it's it's nothing it's like literally just thinking about like little stresses at work and then some other personal issues and, but they're not even big deals mm, right. do you know what I mean yeah. but in that moment they're just kind of like cultivating and circulating in my mm. mind and I can't mm. get just off that train and is that why you feel like you can't fall back to sleep? Yeah, and that, I know that's the reason why I can't. Uh, yeah, just uh, stuck in that yeah, loop. Yeah, just stuck in that loop, exactly. But then in the morning when I wake up, I'm like, what was I fretting about? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, yeah. it was just in that moment, it just seems, and I, it, it, mm. from my experience, it's always been, if I think of that situation in the middle of the night when I wake up, it's, it's so much worse in that moment than mm -hmm. throughout the day. I don't know why. Do you do you just stay in bed and allow those thoughts to kind of go? Like, do you toss and turn, or do you get up? Do you no, go to the I kitchen? don't. No, I don't. I don't get up. You because should. In, really, you think so? Because in hell my, no. Yeah, from my experience, when I get up, 
I feel like I'm awake, and then I'm like, no, I've heard that. I definitely don't get up. The reason why you get up, the reason why you get up is because what's going to happen is you are going to create an anchor. Like you're going to, you're going to create a neuro association to waking up when you, when I wake up in the middle of the night, uh oh, I get stressful thoughts. And so what you do is every single time you wake up, you've already said this, every time I wake up in the middle of the night, I, these automatic negative thoughts happen. So you're just going to create this automatic association to when I wake up, exactly. So instead, change it up. Yes, you're right. And not only that, but you need your your brain to form the association that bedroom and bed equals sleep. So Got get it. up, get out of there, read a book. You're going to be up yeah, anyway. Right. You might be up for half an hour getting your mind off of it yeah. until you feel naturally tired. Go back to bed and then Listen, it's like, this is the exactly. place. You already know Pavlov's theory is taking effect. Yeah, yeah. Next time this shit happens, you'll be like, fuck this shit. I ain't letting this shit keep me up. <laughs> and then go back to sleep. Works every time. Works every time. That's Pavlov's <laughs> Rico was here. Yeah. <laughs> You close your eyes, you count to ten, if you're still awake, I can't help you. <laughs> this guy's like, count ten sheep. One sheep's not even over the fence, this man's all cold already. Just hugging his pillow already. I've been on enough trips to this guy to know this. Yeah. This is this is bedtime. Yeah. Well guys, bedtime. That means Sean's about to sleep in like five minutes. It's always this, eh? The one hand behind the head. Yo, guys, eyebrows up. I'm about you. Oh man. We we really try to go out tonight. That's exactly what he says every time. Every But honestly, if that happens, get yourself out of bed. Better yeah, just for sleep. Sense. That like that, exactly how, how great put it. Yeah. By the way, what book did you read that from? Just curious. Out of um, if you can pinpoint it. I think it was uh, Sachin Panda's yeah. The Circadian Code. Yeah, I think it was one of the Good book. tips for great sleep. Book. Yeah, great book. He they I read a book called Atomic Habits, and he refers to one space, one use. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. So again, you totally. Yeah, that's why I don't have Yeah, so it's TV like in my bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Actually, or maybe it was Math Walker's Why We Sleep. I don't know. Those two books are kind of interchange, not interchangeable, but I mix up the content and the advice. I think it was Sasha Both actually. of them were so so good. That yeah. they have so many golden nuggets, but. Uh, that was common in both, I think. It was Sachin Panda, because yeah. I also can't see him yeah. saying something like that similar on yeah. Rhonda Patrick's podcast. Probably. Yeah. What was your, uh, your high point, brother? High would have been resolving the issue from my low last week. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. Awesome. Yeah, so so that, that worked out? Yeah. It Hell yeah. Picked up. Customers and was, happy. Yeah. And and it, was, it was such a good, it was, I just really liked the feeling. And I'm going to kind of tie this to something else. I've been doing more of a fast, but um, modified in the sense like this is my first food that I'm eating today mm. and uh, I just feel so much clarity throughout the day it's just it's it's cool. great I love how it's actually like I'm kind of finding that like groove where mm. I feel like I'm not needing anything I have more time right I'm not planning anything it's like crazy how much more time you oh, have man, you're not you just need to go to work is that my laptop is nothing else do you train do you train in the, in, during the day or do you train when you fast uh no not fasting so I'll train like yesterday I trained right before I was going to eat. So yesterday I trained at like 6.30 or so, and then my first meal was right after. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So that time thing, it feels like you have double the amount of free time in the day. At least two more hours. Oh, yeah. It's like that whole, like, <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know crazy. if anyone else, Mark Zuckerberg, I know does it for sure. Like just picking the same clothes every day, right? To less decisions. So right? Do not think what I'm going to pack for yeah. lunch yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Just leave for work. Yeah. When everyone else is going on lunch or whatever, you're like, yes. that's free time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's crazy. Yeah. And so, thinking about food too. You spend a lot of time like thinking about preparing, eating yeah. food. Like a lot of time in your day revolves around food. Yeah. So you know what's actually crazy was that I was <clears> talking to again one of my clients, and he's got a personal chef. I've never actually thought about getting a personal chef before until we, recently. Like, oh, I would. Yeah. Like it's fucking incredible. The meals he makes for like the meal this guy makes for for my client. I'm like, get out of here. His fridge is full. All labeled, Monday breakfast, this is yeah. whatever. I'm gonna come in halfway through the week, I'm gonna drop it off in your fridge. Holy shit, not even the time, but just the quality of the food you're eating as well. Mm -hmm. Like all homemade, all like made with love. Ugh, like it's got like a card, he puts a card with like nice little touch. That's how much how much he pays it. It's actually pretty like affordable. I actually, I'll tell you guys afterwards. I actually did that at work. We have like a, and he's actually a culinary chef, and I did that for a couple months at work, yeah. and he made these awesome, incredible, man. awesome, all like, and you know everything was made from scratch in house and yeah. stuff like that. But I like this actually now. Like, don't get me wrong, the food was great and it was great. But I did feel that after I ate, no matter what it was, I just kind of just felt like a little like oh, down. You know, a little oh fired. really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And that's why I just like you know I'm gonna try it for a month, kind of cut that out and see how it goes. And so far, like yeah, I'm about what's the longest two? fast you've done? Three days. Are you doing like a one meal a day right now, like right a meal a day right fast yeah. or whatever it's called? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. How long? What? What should be my first attempt? Are you, are you intermittent fasting? Are you intermittent fasting already? Or? Uh, cut. Well, I have. So I have water with half squeezed lemon and then Himalayan sea salt. But you're yeah. only eating it in like an eight-hour time yeah. time slot. Then ish. You should be, you should be to be honest, there. ish. Like I fast in the morning, but like I put fat in my coffee. So mm -hmm. it's technically not fast. MCT or? I don't, yeah, MCT or coconut oil. Yeah. Anybody, <clears throat> anybody can do this shit, guy. I literally fucking finished so a full, I finished a full pepperoni pizza and said, you know what? I'm gonna do a five day fast. Started it right then. Let's go. He's like, I finished a shit. full yeah. fucking pepperoni pizza at like eight o'clock at night. I'm like, <laughs> All right, and I'm starting right now. <laughs> Wait, and that was my first five day fast, and I just fucking just probably had a dummy up and did it. Did you train? No, I did not train. Mm -hmm. First time I, I did a fast, I didn't train either. But yeah, yeah, I've never done anything less than five days. Here's what I will say: a lot of people look at it like it's so intimidating. Like holy five days. This like I would say between 48 and 72 hours is probably the maybe even a little earlier. Between two and three days is the hardest period. After that, it only gets better. So if you can survive that, like if you can do three days, you can do five days, no problem. But I will if say- If you do five days, you can do seven days. Like I, at the end of five days, I don't feel like I need to eat. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I just like, want to waste the time. Anymore, right? The yeah. first time though, man, I found it really hard. Like the first time, it was the first like uh, 72 hours, it was hard. But then after that, I felt, maybe honestly, it was because it was summertime, I was walking outside a lot, I was walking Roxy, so maybe I was getting too much physical activity, but. I started to like, people were like, oh, you look pale. Mm. You look sick. Mm. You know, and I was like, you know what? I do feel pale. And because they're saying that, because your head. Yes. <laughs> because they said that I literally started to feel sick and weaker. And I was like, oh, fuck. But after that, I never had any issues anymore. Because yeah. I, maybe I became more convicted in knowing what I was doing and that I was fine. I'm healthy. Yeah. You know, I, I, felt, I, I feel like the, the effects are cumulative as well. Like the last one I did was probably, what was it? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It just ended. <clears throat> but I was like, it was a piece of piss, man. After the first. Day and a half, probably. I think by day two, I was working out again just because I was getting like kind of bored when everyone else was eating at lunch. I'm like, I'm gonna go work out. Took it easy for my first workout. By like my third workout, which would have been day four of the fast, I was like, 
energy, endless energy. Crazy. My muscles were, um, they felt like tighter, like I was fatiguing quicker, but obviously you're not going to be as strong, but my workout, like energy didn't lack at all. And were you using to supplement just water and any salt. other? Water and water. Like That's one thing. So actually, every every cup of water has salt. No, no. I would do it just to, like I said, the first time I, I fasted, I got really bad, like lightheadedness and cramping. One thing you might get is like very cold extremities and trouble sleeping. Like sometimes I'll literally sleep with socks on and like long pajamas and whatever because your body doesn't thermoregulate very well. Obviously, it's trying to conserve energy at the core and the vital organs and stuff. But. Um, I would put salt in just to the extent that I was not cramping. I don't like the taste of salty water, so I'd put like a, a lot in one and I'd be like, it was way too salty, I don't wanna put salt in my water. Or I would sip um, tea, like naturally caffeine-free and unsweetened tea. I wouldn't add any sugar or anything. Yo, like yeah, no coffee, Yo. no coffee or? I've done fasts with coffee, I've done fasts without coffee. I generally do not, because I'm want to. i I'm a big coffee drinker and I wanna give myself a break and at mm. least convince myself that I'm not dependent on caffeine. Which Yo, I'm, I'm telling you the <laughs> easiest way is just do straight water. If you, for me personally, uh, there's one time I just threw vitamins in there and that whole hunger strike you get between 36 and 48 hours just perpetuates to, for me, perpetuated to the whole fucking thing. So now I just stick to water, if only water, nothing but water. If you can I've do it, Sean can do it. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. God, anyone can do it. It's the anybody coolest, can do it, bro. And every, every one of us who has done it, it's the coolest thing talking to people after their first fast, how they're like, it's, it's shocking the, uh, the effects that you feel, the positive effects, and how everyone has similar experiences in terms of like the mental clarity. All of a sudden, I woke up with more energy. All of a sudden, I wasn't hungry. I'm like, isn't that so fucking crazy? crazy? Like, the the crazy thing is like how much you can smell. Guys, yeah. Smell is insane. If you go into any place that has like a a certain aroma or whatever else, you're just like, by day day four, like my wife, like she would be cooking, I'd be feeding my daughter breakfast or whatever, and she'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I know you don't. I'm like, can I just smell your food? Like, I'm not hungry, but the fucking smell, man. It is. Like, I can smell every note of like, she would have a Greek salad, I'm like, I can smell the tomatoes, the cucumber, the fettuccine. I'm like, it smells amazing. It's like your body is innately trying to tell you, dude, you can eat this. Yeah. Like in case you didn't know, this shit's good for you. So go <laughs> fucking. I eat think it. it's like if they say it's an evolutionary thing, right? Yeah. Like when you you need to be able to find food, your body right. is primed that's to exactly. find. And that's, that's also part of the not sleeping. It's like yeah. you need to be awake finding food. That's also right why I get some like best lifts after my fast too, yeah. man. Human oh, yeah. growth hormone yeah. production, yeah. like. Because your body's saying, wow, oh. you're starving. Let me jack you up real quick so you can go hunt, hunt like a buffalo or something. Super anti-inflammatory. I think yeah. people talked yeah. about this. Like all of our joint pain, gone. And then you will lose muscle mass. You'll lose some lean mass. At what point do you see your like, holy shit, I'm fucking deflating. Okay, like, so deflating. day for me. Deflating, yeah. Day between day two and day three, yeah. I'm shrunk. But after that, I think my body prioritizes fat. Like it breaks down fat way more and it preserves lean mass. So by like day four and five, I'm just like fucking shredded. I'm lean, you know? I've definitely lost muscle mass, but in the first three, four days of refeeding and going back to like starting to lift heavier, I feel like I look better like by day two of my refeed than I did before I started fasting. Because right. it's quality muscle, your body breaks down like amino acids and all that kind of stuff. And it Plus you're uses, using huh? all your glycogen within the first two days anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so how, when do you time it out? So in the year, how many times are you fasting? I, I do three times a year. And so do you every four months specifically plan it? April, August, then December. It's just, I found the easiest times for me to do it. April, December. December. Yeah, beginning of December, because Christmas is always rough for me, mm-hmm. right? Like, 
I want to get that in before Christmas so that, and I always find I come out of a fast pretty disciplined because I'm like, I don't want to waste that. So you're more careful than Christmas time. Exactly. I'm a complete opposite, but I'll go nuts during Christmas and go after Christmas because I I, I don't want to. Yeah, but at what point? Like, are you going between Christmas and New Year's? Like, it just seems. I go right after New Year's. As soon as the New Year starts, I will go. It's pretty good. It's the last, I've only done it once, but I plan to do it again this year. Here's why I don't like doing that. I find the cleaner you go into the fast, the easier it is. That's true, too. When I, like, I don't know how you did a big pizza like when I'm eating shitty and I'm like I need to fast it's my body is just it's it's so foreign to it it's like we don't know what you've been putting in us for the last week but more we need more sugar we need more salt we need more calories right so it's just I don't know I feel like you tell yourself you can do it and then you'll just be able to do it so why did you get so hungry after day three man oh no no but it wasn't it was only it was only when I was taking vitamins and stuff just tell yourself that vitamins aren't making you hungry listen I tried I told myself, motherfucker, you ain't really hungry. And yo, guys, those last two days were torture. This is, what <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So I feel like there's more of that when I've been going into a fast eating uh, shitty. It's just you. like this last one when I was pretty clean. So this is this is the conundrum that I have. If I'm eating very clean and I'm working out really well, I'm making good progress. It's hard when April or August or December rolls around to just be like, let's stop eating and and lose all that momentum that I had, right? Mm-hmm. And it's when I'm eating shitty that I'm like, I need to fast. I need a reset. But it's harder when I'm eating shitty. So it's why don't you why don't you let leverage those two principles from earlier, Willy and Nilly? Oh, <laughs> why don't no. you why don't you Willy and Nilly the fast when you know you should? And because I know I should three times a year. Like it's just oh. the benefits are kind of. But can't don't moving. you feel like you could get it three times a year in like uh, a better spot? Oh yeah, no, I'll move it. I'll move it. Um, it throughout those months, some, like sometimes oh, I, I pushed it back a week because I'm working week, evenings. <laughs> no, but it just it has happened three times a year. I don't want to do a fast one month, then another fast the next month. Sure. So I try to space it out. If I have to push it back a little bit later in April or a little bit later in August because I'm trying to avoid whatever, I'll do that. Yeah. Um, but it's never been like actually this year it's only been twice because I happened to be moving in August and I just couldn't. There was too much going on in my life, but. Uh, yeah, three times a year. So how much? Uh, so how much water are you drinking, and how much salt are you putting in your water? I'll put uh, like a little less than an eighth of a teaspoon, like a pinch, in uh, probably this size, like a one liter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I don't want it to taste salty. And how many of those are you drinking? A, a Two day? or three, but I'm drinking lots of uh, cups of tea throughout as well. Tea, so. herbal tea, herbal tea. Yeah. yeah. Nice. One thing nice. I noticed over the past even five days when I've been doing the one meal a day, when I just two days ago I started doing a broth by adding salt and potassium mm. and it perks me up like no it does oh. just a little flavor does it does no wonders, just man. even like just mentally like i just feel so like clear and on fire like i could just like mm. go run and play sports like just yeah. hyper energy yeah. what, is what is that what is it what do i just broth and then i add so you can buy um it's in like the the salt section there's like no salt and no salt is just like potassium chloride. chloride yeah. So there's one that they actually sell, it's 50-50. It's like six, every quarter teaspoon, 650 milligrams of sodium, 650 of potassium. So I'll put like half a teaspoon in that with broth. And so it's, it's you know, it's salty, it's got flavor, whatever, but I just feel so much better on so, it. And how, how are you making the broth? Is it Just like, hot water. Just hot water? Yeah. Like, oh, it makes like 50-50 hot water because there's flavor from the broth, but it's not salty. Like, is it the broth you actually make or do you buy the buy broth? Buy I will say, so one, I don't think we're sitting here saying that everyone should fast for five days, right? Like this is not medical advice and I think for the most part people should do their own research or talk to their doctor or whatever it might be. 
But for you personally and anyone else around this table, because I know us all pretty well, don't get too caught up in the details because you get into this like paralysis by analysis phase where you want to research absolutely everything and plan everything to the nth degree. And you'll almost like just keep delaying it or talk yourself out of it. At some point, just be like, I'll be fine. I'll just see how I feel Mm -hmm. after a day, after two days. And then after like two days, you're like, God, I've already not eaten for two days and it starts getting better and better. You start thinking clear, you're sharp, you have energy, all this kind of stuff. Listen, fuck fuck all this other shit. Just drink water. Just just straight up, just drink water. It's the easiest thing. You don't have to worry about nothing. Honestly, I'm not not bullshit. That is true. Like for, I find the same thing. Just drink water. The very first time I did it, I told you. The very first time I did it, I was going to meetings. I was going to like Schwamacon with like for meetings. I was going to this restaurant, this restaurant. The smell thing is so true. I'm sitting there just my mouth was watering. I wanted it so bad. It was so difficult. Now I have no problem. Like I will go to breakfast meetings, lunch meetings, dinner meetings, every meeting, and just it's fine. I just sit there and I'll drink my water. It's not hard. It's not hard, man. It's not hard. You get like, and that was the part that I was kind of. Like oh, into sorry, about sorry. it as I wanted the mental challenge like these guys knew I couldn't go without food for like two hours I'd be off the rails right so I'm like I got to get a handle on this so after I was like okay it is hard for the first day or two days but I'm gonna persevere I'm gonna push through and then once I did I was like there's something to be said about this right like there's mm-hmm. something good about this it's and, like, cool man. from an evolutionary perspective like we've never been eating as much as long and as much shit as we are now right now mm-hmm. right like it used to be feast or famine there was periods where you wouldn't eat you got to think that our bodies are evolved too fast for portions of the day. Or and, and you notice benefits almost immediately from every fast that I've ever done. I've noticed different s- benefits or I, like a different benefits. Different. I get yeah. better. So I would, I would go to the point where I'm measuring my blood glucose. I was taking ketone measurements because I wanted to see how it correlated with how I was feeling. But I've noticed that my glucose would drop sooner. My ketones would rise earlier. I'd feel more energy quicker. And now, I, now like I said, I don't get the cramping anymore. I don't have as much trouble sleeping. Um, I don't get those like weird hunger pangs where it would be, it would last like an hour, your stomach growling and stuff. So I feel like now my body just kind of fucking knows. It's like, okay, we're doing this again. You know, like I've done probably eight now where I've just five days, no food. And every time I do it, like mentally for the first day, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this again. And after a day, I'm just like, it gets the, the positive effects are more quicker and it's easier. Did you did you take anything to help you sleep? So like since I take CB, like CBD drops, I don't wonder how that. But like I'm at the point now where I I, mean, I experiment. I, I haven't done that mm. at all yet. I don't know if I will. But uh, I've, I've experimented with coffee versus no coffee. I've had green tea versus no green tea. I put lemon in my water. Not you know. It's like I'm I'm just playing with it now, and I'm not so formal. Like I've had I'll, I could show you. I have fast journals where I literally like would check in every day and be like, or several times throughout the day, be like, this is what my blood. Uh, glucose. This is what my ketones are. This is what my weight is. I would take circumference measurements before and after, uh, weight measurements. Did you take DEXA my, before any of this or after? What's that? DEXA scan? No. Did, I, I talked to you about it after about <laughs> my probably fifth fast, and I still want to do it, but uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Um, and then I would just check in, like mental state. You know, like this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. So I would have fast journals, and now I don't even really do that. I'm just like fuck it, five days. Let's let's do this. You know. Down to so, yeah, you know what's crazy? Something that you mentioned, which I find is is fascinating, is realizing that who we are as human beings, we can't forget about where we came from, mm-hmm. and the fact that yeah. our natural mental responses to things such as fight or flight, when we have stress, we go into fight or flight mode. But then now, like we talk about mind a lot, but now let's talk about body. Where if you talk about how we were were brought up, the hundreds of thousands of years of 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 just evolution that we have in our bodies, and we ignore that, and the fact that we now just 
eat whatever we want, willy-nilly. <laughs> like, willy-nilly. You know what? Do I want this? I'll eat this today. You know, I'm sitting around. I'm bored. I'm going to go eat this. That's that's right. Don't bring willy and nilly into that bullshit. <laughs> sorry. Right. Listen, I'm don't sorry. Don't bring willy into this. Don't bring them into this. They treated me well over the years, okay? <laughs> they served me well. But when you actually think about that, and to say that our bodies are used to going through these, these periods of feast and famine, when you tell, we all know this, who fasted, when you tell people that you're fasting, they literally say, why are you doing I this? I keep it a secret, guy. I don't work. I don't really want to talk about it. I do as well, but I don't anymore. I, I, I don't anymore. I, I would rather just, just deal with the bullshit and say, read about it. Just read about it. Just go, go to Google and type it in and see all the benefits from it. I'm like, I'll tell you about this one thing called autophagy. When you can figure out how to spell it, go Google it. And then you tell me what you tell me how, how beneficial this is to you. I Googled like, fasting, I Googled fasting is bad and all this shit came. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what it is. I started having my morning fast and I had a client. He was 353 pounds. Five and five. he signed up for nine months and he started fasting. He he started researching about fasting because I just I started um, fasting in the morning. And he was my first client at 5.55 a.m. And I was on the way to train him. And I normally have like my shake, which has like banana, protein powder, blue, frozen blueberries, uh, greens, and then water. And I forgot it. I was like, fuck. You know? So anyway, ended up training like my three, four clients in a row. All of a sudden, normally I get hit that wall about like 9, 10 a.m. I was like, I forgot. I, I didn't have anything. And I was like, I feel fucking sick. Yeah. So then I was like, I'm gonna test this. Let me see how I feel for this next week if I just don't have it. I felt fucking unreal. <laughs> it was a little challenging to adjust to the training because I was going hard and I, it was tough, but after a while you just kind of get used to it. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so he started researching it and he, I forget what he followed, but he, he ended up doing this thing where he would fast for like 72 hours and then he would have one meal and then 72 hours, one meal. And we continue with the training, you know, we monitored him closely and he ended up getting down to 196. Or sorry, 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 296. Oh, gotcha. Oh, that's a big difference. 296. That's huge. <laughs> that's 100 pounds. That's pretty good. No, but no, for sure. Within nine months, that's huge. But you know what? You said, I feel so much better. The like, fatter you are, and I'm not meaning that in like a derogatory sense, the more fat you have, the, the longer food. you yeah. can fast mm. and without yeah. less harmful side effects. Mm. Like it just, mm. just do the math on it. I think yeah. it's an average 160 pound person has 80,000 calories of, of extra to yeah. carry. So that's, that's, that's literally the only reason why I stopped fasting is because I was just wasting away too much. It wasn't like I need to eat right now, but after five days, I'm like, I don't want to lose any more weight right now. Mm -hmm. So if I was like, if I was over, not overweight, let's say I had more fat than whatever, I'd probably fast an extra day or maybe four times a year. You know what I mean? It's just three gives me the benefits that I'm looking for. And then five days, I think is just the perfect amount of time to experience that shift in my body. So, so would you recommend people give the fast a try? What would you I recommend to them first? Because whenever somebody asks me, whenever somebody asks me, I always say intermittent fast first. Yeah. I said if you're going to get into fasting, start delving into it by intermittent fasting. Get sure. used to doing that for like a month, and as you start to get used to, then you start to get used to going without food. Warm yourself yeah, up that's to probably it. Probably. You know, and then I say go for a day. Man, fuck all that shit. Be a warrior. Try it out for five days. You're you won't die, and it'll be all right. Drink water. And the only people that really shouldn't do it is diabetics and uh, diabetics and there's one other thing. Says uh, Dr. Shenry. Right? <laughs> you know, that's it. Di di diabetics and, 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 and people who are like pro athletes. Yo, pregnant women are fine. And pregnant, <laughs> women. And pregnant, pregnant women. women. Those are the three. Pregnant women. How do you know. <laughs> Yo, because I researched it. What do you want me to say? 
<laughs> no, but, but realistically, like 90% of the people out there can do this without an issue. Yeah. The one thing I will say, the one thing I will say is, is here's the thing, it's a caveat, is that when I went to my doctor and I, 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 have, I have two doctors that I go to, one of them I go to, he said, why are you doing this? And he literally poo-pooed it. He goes, I just don't think it's healthy. He goes, I think lots of doctors Because he doesn't know enough. He doesn't know enough, right? So this is the thing you have to be aware of because some people watch this and they'll say, I'll go to my doctor, but guys, my doctor said it wasn't healthy. Listen, my doctor also says I shouldn't take a multivitamin. There's no point to it. And he goes, you know, like, I don't understand why you work out so much. That's the one doctor's perspective. Another doctor's perspective who actually reads up on it and reads the research says, Absolutely fast. And he's like, you should do this while you're doing your fast. Mm. So here's the thing. It's, it's come down to a philosophy that you've shared with us many years ago. And I love this. No one's going to care more about your health than yourself. Sure. So do all your research yourself. Do the reading yourself. Yes. So quickly for people out there, what are some books that, that people should read? What are, who are some people that, that they should follow if they want to learn more about this? Walter Longo uh, wrote a book called The Longevity Diet. He covers like probably five or six different protocols in there and the science supporting different fasting protocols. Um, uh, we talked about another one, Sachin Panda's The Circadian Code, talks about like when to eat. He doesn't call it um, intermittent fasting, it's more time-restricted feeding. I don't know, I can't remember exactly what the distinction is mm -hmm. off the top of my head, but Walter Longo, Sachin Panda, Rhonda Patrick, David Sinclair, these, guys, these are all like PhDs, Plenty. they're scientists, they're and they, doctors. They, and, and they're not just giving their own opinion, they're referencing Peter scholarly Tia. articles, Peter yeah. Tia. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's so much out so, there. So give your top five <coughs> scientific benefits of fasting. I know a few myself, but you get, you, you, you're obviously yeah. done yeah. in the most fasting out of anybody. Autophagy is read the most, one. so okay, and explain it. Autophagy is like the, pro, well, you guys can all pipe in, but autophagy is the process of, the fasting is you're putting your body, body into starvation mode. So when you go into starvation mode, your body is naturally going to look for damaged cells in your body trying to that, 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 can use, that it can use for fuel. So it's going to look at different, like damaged mitochondria, for example, those little like energy cells in your body that, that break down you know, protein, fats, protein fats and use it as energy. So it's going to start to break down different cells and it's going to help to replace new healthy cells. Guys, pipe in if I missed anything. No, I think that's right. It's yeah. like, uh, it's getting rid of the bad shit. It's clearing your body of yeah. it's either senescent cells, which are like yeah. zombie cells that are giving off cancerous cells, inflammatory. Yeah, I think yeah. cancer, actually cancer in particular is one really good one because yeah. they found there's a lot of studies that said people who fast before radiotherapy, like radiation therapy, it makes the cancerous cells more vulnerable to radiation and healthy cells more immune to it. It like mm. protects healthy cells and makes cancer well, cells. I think that's a part to getting into uh, ketosis because is cancer, that, cells, cancer cells can't, can only live off glucose. So that's why a lot of diets are string, uh, kind of centered around for cancer patients to go like ketogenic <coughs> because cancer cells can't survive the same way off ketones that they can off glucose. Gotcha. So mm. Makes sense. It's huge. It's huge for battling certain cancer, cancer preventative. Diabetes, all that kind of stuff. Like uh, it's blood sugar it's really huge. Good. A yeah, lot of diseases it's, it's very, very good for. Um, Anti-inflammatory, that's one that I personally experience. It's so potently like where I would get like little joint pains for a long time. And I thought I was eating like really, like when I was most disciplined, I'm like, I'm eating clean. I'm eating good food. I'm eating like tons of greens, not a lot of carbs or whatever. But I would just, I never thought that even just the act of eating anything could be promoting a certain amount of inflammation in my body mm -hmm. until I had fasted. And I was like, wow, this is like, I feel like I just put some fucking WD-40 in my shoulders. Like it's, it's, 
It's a big one for me too, but it's inflammation, but you know, it's like skin shit too. That's so I, I have psoriasis, especially in the wintertime. When I fast, my psoriasis is gone for a solid like three, four months. I don't know what it is in my diet that I eat. It could be stress, it could be anything, don't know. But when I fast, literally my skin just gets so smooth, it literally cleans it all up. So again, it comes back to the my um, uh, response to, to stress or food or whatever, but it just removes that inflammation. It's incredible. So for me, like you want to take, let's say like your golden nuggets, Autophagy, inflammation, like what else? It increases growth hormone in IGF-1 because it's, re it's reducing yeah. insulin. If, if someone's insulin resistant, uh, well obviously your blood sugars have to basically stabilize itself, but then not, your body's not getting glucose. And your body will make the, any glucose it can. We're just talking about carbon atoms that, you know, from whether it's protein or uh, fat, um, your body will produce enough to survive because your brain needs a little bit, but it's just stabilizing that insulin. And when insulin's reduced, um, you're basically, you know, uh, for layman's terms, you're kind of cleaning out your receptor sites where you're allowing insulin to kind of get regulated to get in the body so it's not kind of overdone. Um, so when insulin is low, GH and IGF-1 are higher. Mm -hmm. So it just helps with uh, GH with stem cells, um, regeneration, you know, everything. Like I, feel, I, I feel like there's a countless benefits to this and, and, and it's just like, the more research you do, the more you learn that yeah. it's just, it's ridiculous. And the other one, honestly, man, so go ahead, go ahead. In measuring my blood sugar too after a fast, I feel like the same meal, I could eat the exact same meal and my blood sugar will not spike as high. Because I noticed that it's like, I would wear, it's called the Freestyle Libre, it's like a thing that I wear on my arm, I can check it whenever I want, I can see the graph throughout the 24 hour period. So I would notice that my blood sugar might spike to like 6.5 millimolars per liter, which is like super high for me. Um, a lot before a fast and then after a fast even if i went kind of off the rails and had a super high carb meal it would be a lot more stable there wouldn't be as many spikes and dips in my blood sugar um and the gh thing is interesting because that probably helps with this, that helps with explains why i have better sleep at some point yeah well, well. and probably your even joint pain too yeah mm -hmm. uh the one thing i will say is not good though is it apparently like really really suppresses your immune system early in the fast i'm not sure if it like mm. it just I, I don't know why but you become a lot more vulnerable to sickness and that sort mm. of thing so if you're sick it might not be the best time to fast mm -hmm. but um anyway man another one i gotta say is it's a little bit more fluffy but um it's 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 the, the aspects of control that you get by learning that you can survive without food. It almost becomes, it, again, it sounds fluffy, but it almost becomes almost very spiritual when I start to fast because I start to realize on like day four especially that I am just a self-sustaining being, that, that, that my body can just sustain off of itself. And it's, it's sure. using You're going to like the meditations, guys. It's cool, you're, man. You're, yeah, you're like, like literally you get such a clear mind. Like you... Mad focus. It's a different experience. Mad focus. Yeah. It is. And so that, that's a very cool thing about it. Almost very spiritual. But when you meditate, yeah, 100%. The focus is another thing that I don't know if there's any science that proves it, but everyone that I know who has fasted after, like, they're like, my brain is just like yeah. on target. Like after I'm not when though? Is it after like that's in two hours? For me, it's always day like, three. Just man. always day yeah. three. So I was gonna I, say I, that. I, I think that's part of the key. So how how will work? Because I know for sure, like all of us have to be on point. But like when trading clients, like I have to be on point. I'm so well. So how is it those first? See, the one thing for me is work. It's it's harder when I'm around when I don't have anything to do if I'm at home. Fasting is harder because I'm yes. always food is always an option. It's like I'm around it, right? And uh, a lot of people when they're bored, that's what they're thinking about is food. When I'm working, my mind is distracted. It's it's focused on work, but uh, it doesn't work as what my mind that is doesn't my brain doesn't work as well um, on about day two. So I kind of plan around that, like. 
if I'm working mm. by midnight, it's good. Or if I'm even off, I'll start on like a Saturday, Sunday, go back to work on Monday. By like day three, I'm on point. And, and most people get the ketosis flu. It's like when you some do, people do that. Yeah, like I, I, I mean, I have that, every but... single time where it's yeah, like yeah. you're kind of you're kind of starting to get a little bit of a headache at around like the. I don't know, maybe like the 36 hour mark, you're starting to get a little bit of headache, 36 to 48 hours, you're a little foggy, you're definitely not sharp, like these guys are saying you're sharp the whole time. No, 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 like, not the whole time. Like I'm sharp every other time except those fucking 12, 24 hours. You're not sharp <laughs> on the best of days. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm already thinking of, because I'm going to go do sober October, so yeah, nice. maybe like last week of October I'm coming back from Toronto. There you go, good, good, good time. Good time. I want to hear about it, hear about I the know. progress. Yeah, yeah man, text your old, that's the thing too I find is like if I know you guys support group is kind of cool yeah Yeah. knowing that you guys are all okay oh yeah yeah Yeah, it is it is weird when you're around other people but the cool thing is like even just telling other people at my work about my experiences like there's been a couple people are like I'm fasting I'm on day three or whatever and I'm just like yo that's dope like how's it feeling I'm talking to them about the experiences and they're like their mind is so surprised that they haven't eaten in three days yeah they're still alive they're thriving they're feeling better than ever they're like man I'm seeing abs and it's really, a, it's pretty neat just to see people try it for the first time because we talked about things that we just taken for granted our whole life, whether it was religion or whatever, like food. Who has questioned food in their life? Like, I need to eat every day. That's just, that's a rule, you know? So when I tell people about it, they're like, what? You don't eat five days? Like, no calories? I'm like, yeah. It's so foreign. It's especially, so, especially in, they have in our, even our society. 50 years everything on we do, this earth. Yeah, and everything that we do revolves around food. We have a meeting. We're going to go, where are we going to go? We're going to go to Starbucks. Yeah. We're going to go get some food here. It all revolves around food. And you start to realize, wow, like food makes up a big piece of our life. And I don't even realize how often we're eating. It just creates this realization. But the one thing I will say that I love, and I gave you kudos for this, <clears throat> was I said how that little pebble in the water, the ripple effect that it has. And the fact that you just started doing some reading, you were like, I'm gonna explore this fasting thing. And then we get into it, and then now our network gets into it. So I remember my mom, my mom out of a blue, I'm telling her I did this five day fast, and she goes, oh, that's pretty crazy, I'm surprised you're doing that. Tell me a little bit about it. I start to explain a little bit about it, and then uh, one day I go there, I pick up Roxy, and she goes, oh, I'm in day two of my fast already. I said, what, I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, you're day two? She goes, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. I said, that's great. I'm like, "What's how, how long are you going for? She goes. I'm gonna go for five days. I'm like five days, my mom, you're crazy. She goes, Ma, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. She goes, day three was the hardest for her, but they went the full five days. My, my mom and my dad. Yeah, my mom did it first. My mom did it first, and then my dad's like, Ah, oh, I'm not gonna do it. I gotta go to work and shit like that. But then my dad's like, Oh, well, she can do it. I can do it. So my mom and dad both do it, and so now they're gonna do their fast again before they go on vacation. They're gonna, they're gonna do three days. They're gonna go on vacation. I'm like, That's awesome. And again, like they're telling other people. About it. I told Rico first over dinner one day where I'm like, Man, I think I need, I need to stop eating, man. I've been hearing about this fasting stuff. <laughs> Like, I'm gonna get a handle on this anger. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Rico must have just been like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> but I think he was the first one to try it after when I told him I was like, yo, it was amazing. Was. Yeah. Was. So it's, look at uh, the ripple effect you yourself caused to probably like you probably just you doing that and then sharing your experience after you're doing it, there's probably like a hundred plus yeah. people who have fasted. It might be, yeah. yeah. How, how, like when you think about, That's you nice. think about the impact that you can have unsuspectingly on like your community just by sharing your experiences in a positive way about something that you've researched, done, and whatever else. That stuff. Man, that's, that's so funny. Cool. We a cool way to we've think about bat- it. We've battled about this before. Where what's the difference that one person can make? Yeah, so right. we battled about this yeah. so much. The difference that one person can make, and I always believe this. I'm like, I, when I was younger, I was always just like, I'm one person. What does it matter? Like voting this past yeah. yesterday. Yeah. It's like, what does one vote matter? Yeah. 
it does matter. And you were the one who's always fucking fighting this. And you and I, you and I battled on yeah. this. And I came to your side eventually over time because it's true. One person can make a difference because this one person can have a conversation. So, for example, if I vote NDP, liberal, conservative, green, whatever, independent. I will share my opinion with you, which might make you rethink your opinion, and then you change your opinion, which then changes everyone else's opinions. And it's just there's just this this effect that you can cause through information, through passion. You know, you didn't fast right away, but it was just through time. And that's where I think that one person can absolutely make a difference. The amount of impact that you've had just because you were spurred on by, by your health problems, your inflammation, yeah, really and, and you were looking at this as, as a solution and you said, I'm going to share this information. Now we share with everybody else, you know, our families do it. Now people out there are going to try it. Like it's, it's, it's incredible the power that one person can have and that we should never discount that, man. It's very cool. Never discount yeah, cool. that. Yeah. So to give a bit of history, like I was having some stomach issues and whatever, but this was like a lot of things kind of aligned to point me in that direction and I heard about fasting but initially it was really for two main purposes the stomach issues that I was having just to kind of reset my system and to get a handle on like the psychological grip that hunger had on you right mm -hmm. but so those two things were like I was surprised that they fasting immediately fixed that but I could not believe the additional benefits I never knew about the anti-inflammation I was like wow my joints feel good I'd never known about mm -hmm. like the energy that you could feel until I had experienced it firsthand. This isn't something that I heard about through research or whatever. I was like, the craziest shit was happening to me when I just stopped eating. Not only did it fix my stomach problems, not only was I not hungry, but I had all kinds of energy, my joints felt better. I was like, there's something to this, you know? So then I just started doing it. Yeah, it was just like, there was no downside to it. So I started literally it, no downside. started sharing it. But not only, and like, you gotta think like for guys who are pretty, we have pride, right? Like it puts you in pretty elite company when 99% of people you talk to out there, it's like, not only could they not do this, this has never occurred to them. Just to like stop eating for five minutes. It almost minutes, adds right? to so my like, identity. I love it. Yeah. Yo, at work, so I don't mention it often, but the couple people that do know my fast, they're like, so when was the last fast you were on? Like the last time I was fasting, I was like, that's about day four right now. So I haven't eaten in four days and they didn't even know. Like, it's yeah. just like, I was functioning fine, you know, like to the outside world, they wouldn't be able to tell. So it's funny as you put that. It is a pride thing. It's totally it is, it's a pride I, thing. I, I, I love it. It, it, it creates I, a sense I, of community it, yeah. and a belonging. It's just you can't do it. Yeah, like it's yeah. a challenge. Sure. It's a challenge. Like yeah. I dare you to do it. You Try probably it. can't. Yeah, no, it's not yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> I give, that, give give the best call. Yeah. Try them, you know. Yeah. But it's true. Like I do identify. Like it's it's a part of your identity where you now have this greater confidence, this greater control to say. Five days of food, piece of piss. I no big deal. No problem. My yeah, plane no crashes, man. People are gonna be losing their shit. I'll be like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about well, it, guys. Yeah, I just had a pizza last yeah, night. Yeah. Let's start the fast now. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep. We'll start looking for food on day five. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, Steve. So all of us have fasted here. Why didn't you fast? Like you've you've heard a lot about it. You've read guys who like you're, you're consuming content from people who have done. <laughs> Whether it's it's Ferris, whether it's Smart Robin Marcus, or what have you, um, so why haven't you fasted yet? Just curious, what stopped you? Because a lot of people out there have probably heard a lot of good things about it. Mm -hmm. James just kind of brought this up earlier in the chat about you know why we don't do what we know what we think we should do. Like you kind of had this feeling that fasting is good for you. What? Why didn't you do it? Because you're in this industry too. Like, I listened to a specific Tim Ferris podcast, and he said, "I highly suggest that you have." close monitor if you do anything more than like three three days or something like that i you think something similar maybe just his legal this could be so yeah, I, but, but it was more so because like 
I just and again, I feel like we should make the same disclaimer, but yeah. we know you, yeah. right? So, yeah. so I, I and listen. If you're here, out there, this isn't for you. I feel like my my reason for doing it would be to let go of the ego of having to look a certain way, because if yeah, it, that was so, tough. so like that's I don't I honestly think that's why I haven't done it yet. What do you? That's think, a good point because like no, I've worked so hard at looking a certain way, and to for me to not take creatine was so fucking hard. You know, like it was like I was like a, a like someone a, a crack addict. that was just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I'll be driving one day. Like I'm gonna go buy creatine. It's like why, dude? Because it was almost like I took creatine when I first started training, and it was almost like I attributed all of my success oh, to creatine. So I worked so fucking hard at keeping this, and it was almost like it was validation. Like this, what I work towards, this is the respect I get. It's the proof. Yeah, the proof. So I can't let go of that. And if anything I do takes me away from that, I'm not doing it. Yeah. So I think I can totally relate to that. Totally. But I, I'm not taking creatine and I'm like, I may not be as like, isn't that funny how your goals change? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I'm not as thick. Like I'm a small dude. I'm like 150, 155, but like I can feel the difference. And so what do you think is going to happen though if you did fast? Like, what's your, what's your, all, like, if I do this, I think this is going to happen. What do you believe? That I'll just lose, I'll lose oh. four pounds of lean. I know, yeah. what? Yeah, all that hard that work. Is, honestly, that's literally what it is. And when I say it, it sounds is that unreasonable? unreasonable? Absolutely. Really? No, I have the same. Yeah. So why is that unreasonable? Like, a lot of people lose. You don't think you get, get it back though? Like, you're not losing. You don't know if you will. You're not losing the four pounds of lean mass. Maybe three pounds, maybe two pounds. Oh, whatever. Okay, how long have you been training for? Uh, since I was 19, so uh, 16 years. Yeah. Or longer than that. Longer I guess. Than I can't do math. Yeah. yeah, 15 years. So, yeah, f 15 years of like. It's been like 14 for me. Yeah, long. Yeah. Like, consistent. Three hours a day. Yeah. And it's like working all of that and then being like. You're not going to lose. I know, I know. Program. But it's like, <laughs> I understand now. I understand now. But to answer your question, I feel like that's probably the reason why. And, I gotta say, because I can relate to that, that was a big deterrent for me the first time as well. Really? Like I said, yeah. things were like, I was in pretty good shape, but I was having stomach issues, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm in good shape, I don't want to. Like, I work hard for this. I eat right, I work out, whatever. And uh, so to mitigate that, for me, it was, uh, you know, I told you I take all these measurements. The first time I was like, I'm not stepping on the scale immediately before and immediately after my fast. I'm not taking circumference measurements because I know I just have to embrace the fact that I'm gonna lose certain things but I'll be able to put it all back and then some after. So I was like, don't focus on the number. I'm not fucking focused on the scale or the size of my chest or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Just embrace it. Well, honestly, and then the good- You should you should track it because then it'll really give you a good idea of- I would- But it goes back to the ring thing when I know it's kind I'm of- I'm the same as Arlen. I feel like I'm just gonna ex like- Just accept it. Yeah. Just accept it. You don't need to see and I, and extent. I, like I- But when you go do your list afterwards, you will be weaker. Yeah, that's okay. You, you, I, you I, will. I feel stronger though, man. After my fast, I feel stronger. You don't feel stronger? Not immediately, no. Come on, man. Really, man? No chance. Listen, I mean, I will listen, stop you listen very much. I listen, if you're only, yeah, if you're only lifting five pound dumbbells and you're jumping out of here, Wait, wait, when you say right after, what do you mean right after? Because what right long after you my first meal. 
No chance, man. You don't have the same muscle glycogen and you've lost lean mass. My first meal, man. So, day five finishes, as soon as I hit 120 hours, I will have my meal, digest it, go to the bathroom, do my thing, go to the gym, and I literally have like the best fucking pump, And you're stronger at that point than you are six days. Like having a good workout and being physically stronger is two different things. Yeah, I'll test it out, you know, because here's the thing, I never actually like measure like, oh, I did this on chest. I'm at my strongest when I'm eating like shit. When I eat like a large carb or a lot of pizza the night before, the next month, I feel the same way. That's it. I feel the same way. I feel like shit, but I can lift a fucking truck. I can lift a truck off of somebody. I'm gonna test this out though. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fast next week. I'm gonna bump it up a little bit more just to test this because I want to see. Yeah. I'm gonna test I'm it out more back. Yeah, I'm curious now too. First meal uh, for me, it's 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 almost always soup. Like, mm. and not because it's necessarily easy on my gut. It just ticks all the boxes. Like, I actually kind of want a lot of greens. So I'll put like spinach and kale and stuff in like a chicken soup. So I'm getting a lot of greens, a lot of protein, yeah, collagen, gelatin. Carbs, fat, and all of it, man. So, so it's all of it in one meal, and it just it tastes so good. That man. is good. I, I feel like so I've done every post good for my post fast meal, and I feel like. Back. Thank you. Know, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm a little Dairy Queen over here. <laughs> yeah, that was not blizzard. me. That was this guy just going and getting a blizzard after his five day fast. I feel so Delicious. strong. I feel good. Check that insulin up. I'm doing a marathon after that, baby. Man, honestly, it's. You guys don't get this anymore, like being super gross now, but no, no, I, this is the details, man. People are curious. Yeah, I, I, the first time that I ate after my fast and I ate, I just had like, I literally was set out a chicken breast, some soup. I ate half the chicken breast and I had some watermelon, some cantaloupe, just kind of started eating that. I was full after eating half a chicken breast. And literally about an hour later, I in was the bathroom. in the bathroom, just everything coming out so fast. And it was probably like that for maybe a good, like, Eight hours until it like finally. Do you still out. get that though? So I will. I, I wish I. You know what? I, I don't pay enough attention to it. But I didn't get it the last two times. But the the the. Um, sorry, the last three times. The last time I had it. The last two times I didn't. And it was very strange. I just don't know what triggered it. Huh. No idea. For me, I thought I was being super clever on breaking my first fast. I had some greens, some salads, and then I had some different like uh, juices that had like some fruit juices, some vegetable juices, and some whatever else. But the problem is, there's a lot of fucking sugar in those juices. Oh yeah. And I didn't Salt really realize, sugar. I didn't really realize, and so I was fucking having my salads, I was having all my healthy shit, I'm like, ah, oh, this is all fucking healthy, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And like, and you just drunk. fucking have like, a big cup of sugar with this fucking, <laughs> what's supposed to be like a greens type of juice, and like, you literally can feel your blood. It's the first time I've felt what it feels like to have high blood pressure. Like you you feel the pressure of your body just, just fucking spike. Interesting. It was ridiculous. And that was one of my motivations for kind of doing that fast on that time. I've done five, six fasts now. But th that time was to like, hey, you know, my blood pressure's a little high. Let me, let me kind of fucking do a fast. So I did the fast and afterwards i had a sustained like even months afterwards i had a sustained lower blood pressure to the mm -hmm. point where it was like at a healthy state it lasts very a long healthy time. state yeah. do you fast for five days every time have you i I've, I've not done anything but five days except for the one time i fucked up and miscalculated days and i did four cool. like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> 
Just dummy. Yeah. But definitely but, not sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Let's do yeah. Thursday to Monday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's five days, right? <laughs> Fucking idiots. Um, yeah, so the thing that's hilarious. <laughs> it tastes so good. So as good as it smells, like it tastes that good. The first time that I'm eating it, I'm like the different flavors and, and it's almost always soup. I'm like, I want I just want to taste everything. Like I don't need to eat it, but I want to go like bite a strawberry and just like I just want to taste as much as I can because it tastes so fucking I feel good. like that's my problem I, I could get fast. carried away yeah I think I eat too fast that's what I was gonna so say but like, I, after I eat the, even just the soup it's weird feeling like your digestion kicking back yeah. online yeah. man like my stomach's like and I start to feel like my stomach I'm like yeah, it's like waking up again after five you actually talk about that because that's interesting because I know you've done more reading on this than, than any of us here the fact that our body our digestive system is always on it takes up yeah. a tremendous amount of energy when you're fasting that digestive system is able to take a little bit of a break what does that mean to your body well that's a big reason for intermittent fasting or time restricted feeding right is that period of not eating is more important than like the nutrients that you're giving it's not it's like what we talk about at the gym you're not actually building muscle at the gym it's in the Rest fucking 23 hours outside of it when your body has the chance to recover and recuperate and use those nutrients mm -hmm. that you're building muscle it's the same for food right like you need to actually give your body a break time to use the nutrients that you've been consuming so mm -hmm. to have it activated all the time I don't remember exactly what all of the, the downsides are to it but it's just it, it's not good for I, I yeah. think there's two when you're when you're constantly processing food and whatever else your body doesn't have enough time to actually like repair damaged cells and do That's a right. bunch of other things mm -hmm. because it's so busy actually like processing the food that you're constantly giving it so you're not giving it any time to do anything else but digest the food that's well, in your system. They're saying that's why there's research now saying that that's what's causing a lot of disease mm -hmm. in the world right now is because totally. we're personally under a lot of stress, whether that's from our jobs or spouses or daily lives, whatever it is that you want to attribute it to, that our body's in this fight or flight situation where we're, our body is preferentially putting, so when you get into, they use an example that I read, and said, like, say you get into an argument with your boss that you're in trouble or that you did something wrong or he's unhappy with your performance or whatever it may be, that now you're in this fight or flight situation where it does you no good because we're not evolved to be in that situation anymore. But when we're in a high stress situation in the past, 10,000 years ago, that typically is because we're in danger of our lives mm -hmm. where we're going to fight or flight. And now there's some research that are saying that it's the, because now when we get into that heated argument with our boss and our stress levels are elevated, that now if we just ate lunch, the body should be preferentially giving blood to our digestive system and now it's actually giving to our extremities and we can't properly digest our food mm -hmm. and that's what causes a lot of like gut bacteria problems and oh, digestion problems in general because the blood isn't going to the right areas of the body because we're in this fight or flight situation and it's just our daily lives and we're not designed to be in this high stress level for eight hours a day we're designed to be in it for a short burst mm -hmm. you know, we run away we hide and we seek shelter and then we're fine, we, our body can go back to a level of homeostasis and we don't have that now. Well, we don't not have it, but it's less common now. Right. So it's just, there's there's a lot of research that are just kind of guided yep. to this. Very example, cool. But that just reminded me of another benefit that I was reading about somewhere and I'm not 100% sure about what the study, or how it was done, or how reliable it was or whatever, but they talk about, you mentioned gut bacteria, they talk about like the change in the population of your gut bacteria by fasting. Um, because in general, like for most people, what we eat determines the population of our gut bacteria, right? So for a lot of people, it's very like the bacteria that favors sugar or carbohydrates or whatever. In North America, it's different than someone in Europe or Africa or Asia or whatever. But after you fast, it tends like the, the bacteria that 
can thrive without nutrients every day or whatever, obviously goes way up. And so it changes the, the balance of your gut bacteria in a favorable way that, uh, yeah, it just kind of carries. And that, that's, and they say like, I think the gut bacteria has a lot to do with inflammation as well throughout your body, systemic inflammation. So I think that also has something to do with it and what sustains me for like a month or two months after my fast. So it's not just while I'm like, um, I'd heard that the refeed the same way, um, breaking your fast, like some people said breakfast is the most important of the day. There's some truth to that in that the, the meal that you eat after you fast or the effects of breaking the fast are actually where you derive a lot of the benefits from. So when you break your fast, whether it's with soup or whatever, it's in eating those meals after and giving your body those nutrients after depriving it of them for five days that you get a lot of the benefits from. So that's where your organs grow back to their regular size. That's where it salvages all those broken down amino acids and it re, you know, replenishes your glycogen and all that kind of stuff. Like it's in that process that you get a lot of the benefits. And for me, that sustains me for a long time after. I'm like, I'm feeling great right now, even though my fast was a week ago and I've had some shitty meals and all that kind of stuff. Did you find the, like your stomach issues come back? No man, completely healed. Like wow. I was at the point where my doctor was sending me for a colonoscopy. They were gonna put me on uh, antibiotics, which I had known even in some research prior to this that the, the way they just prescribe antibiotics, like their candy, are probably not good for us, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like a little bit suspicious of mm -hmm. that. But then he was like, not only are you gonna do the antibiotics before the uh, colonoscopy, just, it, and it's like a prophylactic thing. They're like trying to prevent uh, a, an infection. It's not to treat an infection. They're like, we're gonna take this just as, just, just in case. Yeah. And I'm like, you're, you're doing a lot, you're nuking all the good bacteria in my system along with the bad, which is not a good idea. But then he was like, we're gonna have to put you on prednisone after and you probably, we'll just take that, you know, just as a, a precaution, basically for the rest of your life. I'm like, how long do I have to take this for? It's a strong fucking it's crazy, steroid, it's right? It's crazy. And he's like, well, probably as long as you're experiencing the symptoms. And I'm like, we don't know, you don't know, you haven't helped me figure out what's causing the symptoms. You're telling me I'm gonna have to take a steroid potentially for the rest of my life? Like, this doesn't make sense, sorry. And then the fasted, did all this research, all this kind of stuff, no stomach issues, none at all. Like I could, eat basically whatever I want to eat now. And like, I know there are certain things that I shouldn't eat a lot of, and there are certain things that will cause me bad effects. Like if I eat a fucking two pounds of wings or whatever, I'm probably gonna have some heartburn after. That's to be expected, you know what I mean? And I know the reasons why. But um, but I don't get any of the stomach issues anymore. Like, huge. Completely yeah. just alleviated that yeah. issue, along with a bunch of issues that I- I remember you were going on like an elimination diet. Yeah, there was, I done all that. I did, the 30 day elimination diet was probably harder than a five day fast. <laughs> 30 <laughs> days of like the most restrictive diet that you could possibly imagine when all your family, all your friends or whatever, could eat whatever. And like Ryan said, food is such a huge part of our social lives that it was so hard to do a 30 day restrictive diet. But I had to because at points when I thought, again, I was eating clean, didn't know what was causing these issues, I would literally be curled up in the fetal position on the couch, like, my wife would be like, are you okay? I'm like, I can't talk right now. Like, I was in such fucking pain. And she's like, do we need to go to the hospital? I'm like, I've been dealing with this all along. Like, diet, like, not to get too personal, but diarrhea, like, I thought that was just a normal thing that people experience. When she would ask me, like, what's wrong? I was like, fucking diarrhea. Like, at least once or twice a day, whatever, and she's just like, you get diarrhea? I'm like, do you not? Like, I didn't realize that was a thing that shouldn't happen in your body, right? So, yeah, did a bunch of research, took charge, and then it just, 
I, I attribute fasting to most of the benefits. When we talk about like the Pareto principle, the 20% effort that results in the 80% results, fasting for me is probably like a big part of that 20% mm -hmm. effort. So sorry. I agree. So, I, I prioritize it now. Same as you, right? Like I, I make sure that I do it. My, I actually do mine four times. Yeah. Uh, why? I don't know. I just do it every three months. I just, I run, I run my life by quarters usually. Yeah. So I just do, okay, quarterly fast. And I feel so good afterwards. And the best part of, about it is when you come out of it afterwards, you almost feel guilty for eating like shit after. Yeah, yeah that's a huge thing, man. It's like, ah, I just did so much good for my body. I don't want to put that shit in my body. You know, you know what's funny there, I find with us in our chat is like, we never know when each other is fasting because I know how much you motherfuckers will go out and eat good food. <laughs> it's text true. Me. Like, I don't talk all, about it. We all avoid the chat basically when it's we true. fast. We come back online and we're like, oh, I'm about four days in. Yeah. I got one more to go. Where are we going for breakfast on <laughs> yeah, Tuesday? Like, yeah, exactly. We don't even share it with each other even though we know that we would be like supportive and whatever. Yeah. But like, well, supportive for the most part. I would probably send some good food. Yeah, yeah, you would. You would and you have. You oh have, you bastards. Yeah. 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 What's, what's his favorite food? That's yeah. what we're yeah. eating today. Yeah. You just see a Big Mac on there. Like, this motherfucker. Yeah. Arlen never eats Big Macs. This week's yeah. 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 Big exactly. Macs today. Yo, did you know it's buy one, get one free? Yeah. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm fresh next week. Next week. Yeah. Okay, so we've been talking about all the benefits of fasting and what have you, but we want to prepare people for the hardest part of fasting. Like, what's the hardest part for you doing the fast? Like, what's the hardest part? That ketosis flu there, at like, like, at like 36 hours in, you just kind of feel like you have a slight headache, cold, and you yeah. feel a little cold in your extremities, and it just kind of feels like, fuck, should I actually be doing this? But then you just realize, like, yo, let's just push through part whatever else. And then once you, once you literally hit that plateau where you're like not hungry anymore, you start to feel like. Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, for me, the, fir the first time I fasted was probably the most difficult because it was like my body didn't know what the fuck. Yeah. At 30, no, I guess this was longer than three years ago. But anyway, however many years without <laughs> never going longer than four hours without eating, my body did not know what was going on, right? So um, the worst effects that I had then were like cramping. I have never experienced mm -hmm. cramping like that in my life. Like I would get up and I'd feel like my quad, my right quad would cramp as soon as I would take a step and then my left quad would cramp and I stretching, nothing would help. So I didn't know what to do. And then I actually didn't figure that out for a while that adding salt helped. Mm -hmm. uh, my second fast, I started taking magnesium caps cause it was good for a bunch of other stuff, helping me with sleep, but also helped with my fast. Um, cramping was one of the worst and the dizziness like mm. usually when I wake up I kind of sit up in bed and stand up no big deal this is the first time where I was like I actually have to take my time here because I'm lightheaded yeah. I feel like if I get up too quick I might actually pass out yeah cramping dizziness and the cold extremities um, I, I, I think one night I had to wear like mitts and socks and long pajamas and like two blankets <laughs> i was so fucking really cold, i could not sleep i've never so, been that cold <laughs> never that and then i've heard too and i think i've probably experienced this where my sleeps were not very good really so, um i was like tossing and turning a lot uh i couldn't stay asleep when i woke up and um my heart rate your heart rate gets mm. elevated that's one thing i noticed actually was meditation that i noticed that the first time where i was like well, I could feel my heart like beating out of my chest right now and it was really quick even though i was sitting there meditating which is super unusual so um, that only happened the first time and then those effects gradually got less and less mm -hmm. with every fast and then I also just got better at just being like so you will deal with it okay. yeah it's okay you yeah know? like it's right. not that bad did you never got the cramping as bad never got the dizziness as bad but I still get cold extremities and my heart still beats fast mm -hmm. did you guys work that week yeah okay and how did you find with 
clients, for example. That was fine. Yeah. The first time I did it, like, I, it was tough just because I, like, my hardest part about it was um, just the feeling of putting food in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Literally, just wanting to put food in my mouth, feel taste. Habit. Like, I, yeah, that's yeah so it's weird. just a habit. Like, I would love brushing my teeth in the morning just to, like, taste the mint. I was like, oh, man. So, I had to substitute that somehow, so just the teas, and I'll find yeah. pleasure in the teas, yeah. just a different flavor. Hey, you wouldn't brush your teeth? No, 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 like, no I, look like, <laughs> then I brush my teeth. I'm just oh, like, oh like, man, toothpaste. Y'all are, y'all are tripping. Yeah. I, I definitely brushed my teeth out. That should do count. Three times a day. Yeah, because <laughs> no, I, I find on the fast, like my breath would would stink more. Yeah, and yeah. so whenever I brush my teeth, like, I brush it a little bit more, but I just would love the flavor of just the toothpaste. But I, I found that just wanting to put something in my mouth was the hardest thing. I just want to. Put something in my mouth and feel flavor. That was hard. The Disney. <laughs> oh, somebody had to laugh. Somebody had to laugh. I wasn't the only one. Oh, that how old are you? How old are you? How old are you? <laughs> how old are you? These two yeah, monkeys over here. Throw it down this guy's throat. Eh? <laughs> Man, I was to put something in his mouth. I knew someone was gonna laugh at that. I knew in my mind. I was like, which one's gonna laugh first? I knew. Fucking <laughs> monkeys are on the scene. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> But that was one thing. The other thing was the dizziness too, man. Like the dizziness was, was a big one because uh, I like to work out still on my fast. Not as hard of a workout, but I still like to work out. Or like I just move very fast all the time. Or I'm going from meeting to meeting and I literally have to like be conscious of slowing down, taking it yeah, easy, even breathing. Yeah. It, it was. It made me a little bit more mindful because usually I'm just so like rush, 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 rush. I literally had to slow down a little bit. But um, you know, I, I was fine after that. So as Arlen said, when I first started the fast, those were all things I noticed like the heart beating a little bit more. Now that I've gone through maybe, I don't know, six fast, seven fast, I don't know how many now, but um, it's fine now. Like I just literally have no issues. Like I notice these things, but I'm better at dealing with them. Because now I'm, I'm familiar, they're, they're familiar to me. And I say, oh, this is what it is, no big yeah. deal. And do the cravings subside? Yes. Oh, yeah. More and more. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're not hungry at all. Like it, there's a constant, like it's just like 10%. Yeah. Simmering low. Right. Like you could eat at any it. point, but it's just like, Someone could be eating next to you and you're not like, I have to eat, yeah. you know? It just gets to a point where, you know what hunger pangs and everyone has felt this when you forgot to eat or yeah. maybe when you had that client or whatever, you've been so busy in a day. By one o'clock you get that like, there's something that's like reminding you like I have to mm -hmm. eat right now, that subsides. You yeah. don't get any more of that, it's just this constant like 10%, I'm good. I can yeah. live with this. Man, so. But no issues, honestly, working with clients guy, like first time I did it, it was just hard because I was smelling all the food, I was in the exchange district going to all these restaurants and I was literally texting these guys saying, man, like I can smell, I've never smelled the exchanges before, all the different restaurants here, but fuck, it smells so good. That was the hardest part. I first. think I told these guys, I was walking through Canadian Tire one day in the pet food aisle, guy, I was like, man. <laughs> Gonna crack open some Friskies over here. smells good. <laughs> the pate. Yo, have um, you ever smoked fuck. weed on a fast? Never. Never. No, I want to stay clean as much as possible. Yeah. I don't even drink coffee in my fast because I just want to put stimulants in my body. That would be hard because I'm I get hungry. So I was I mean, gonna say yeah, most people get hungry. Uh, day <clears throat> two is probably the hardest. My job is very very mental. There's a lot of problem solving. I realize like I'm not very. My brain isn't working as quick. That's on all day two. On day two, yeah. Mm -hmm. By day three or day four, I was like, I felt like my brain was working quicker than my mouth. I would never forget a word when I was having a conversation with people. It was just like, things were happening fast, so. 
Mm -hmm. uh, my job being very mental, but the only way I've ever taxed myself physically is through the working out. And like I said, every time I feel like I can work out sooner and my workouts are good. They're just not, I'm not as strong. There's no debating that. So, and I fatigue really quick. It's like it falls off of a cliff. You know, they talk about um, nickel batteries versus like lithium ion. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but like one in a flashlight, let's say, if you have like the old school batteries in a, in a flashlight, the flashlight will get like dimmer and it will slowly die. And these new ones, it'll be like bright, 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 and then just died, right? Mm -hmm. That's what my workouts feel like when I'm fasting, where gotcha. I'm like pushing hard, I got five reps, six reps, and then all of a sudden I'm like, done. I can't do another one out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, so that I noticed lately, but uh, but again, all of this is kind of like, I know what's going on, I can handle it. It's just, it's, it's, it's a different experience. It's a different way of feeling your body, a different way of experiencing your brain, your mental, that it's kind of fun to, to see, you know? How about you, James? What's your hardest? Hardest? Uh, hardest thing about fasting? Negatives. Yeah. Negatives? Yeah. <clears throat> just it being around that food. Mm. Yeah. Being around just the temptation yeah, of like, it. Like when you said being at home, family. Yo, yeah, that's so yeah. like actually it, it's easy at work when someone's like, Oh, you're not eating lunch today? No, I'm on a fast or whatever, yeah. like that. If you know you feel comfortable talking sure. to a person because sometimes you can open up a can of you don't want to discuss Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, and it almost gives you a sense of pride yeah, in that yeah. moment where you're just like, no, you know, and then people ask questions, you know what I mean? And then it gives you a sense of almost um, where like that you want to complete the task so that you can actually say that you know I completed it, you know what I mean? So that's, cool. uh, I remember a guy at work actually telling me, he was like, hang on, you're doing a fast for five days? There's no way you're ever going to be able to do that. I'm yeah. like, get out of here. We're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're not fucking friends. <laughs> It's just one of those things like it's just when someone challenges you it just gives you even more motivation it, it just gives like, yeah. you all the motivation in the world oh, so for sure for sure yeah. so as, as we kind of wrap up this episode here um top takeaways boys number one golden nugget you got from this episode what do you guys got i don't i don't know if i have one golden nugget but i just love the questions that you're asking because it brings me back to the first time and a lot of like the doubt and hesitation that i was having before i did and to see how the, the experience of fasting has changed since then is like a really cool journey for me to go on. And I know a lot of people listening are gonna have the exact same questions that you are. So I'm like, I love the technical aspects that you're digging into and just the, the kind of journey that you're embarking on here. Yeah, so that's my that. personal favorite. I, I think my top takeaway and why I like fasting so much is, is cancer preventative yeah. measures. And I, I know it's very prevalent in our society. More and more of our loved ones are, are, are getting dusted by cancer, my mom being one of them. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where I just feel like even if it's gonna reduce your cancerous cells even by a small percentage, it's totally worthwhile. 100%. And so for me, that's my biggest takeaway. Love it, bro. Love it. What about you guys? My biggest takeaway actually um, was what you said about controlling the time we have. Because, like, that is actually the most important thing. Right? Willy and Nilly? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you asked Nilly, you're not Willy. I just, I've, I've been the most unproductive I've been in a long time. Mm. And I think it's okay. 
Yeah. I was gonna I mean, say I like, just it just it's seasons you go through and I'm just exactly accepting right it for what it is. I'm not gonna oh, yeah, I'm go. not gonna fight it and well just exactly be like it's okay. I think there's like such a, a negative connotation associated with the word unproductive. But I almost like program in unproductive time because that's when I get some of my best thinking yeah. and ideas and creative juices flowing. It's like sure. unproductive, but it becomes the most productive by coincidence. If unproductive is not what you only do. You know what I mean? If you, if you are like mm -hmm. us, who are driven, who have discipline, you <clears throat> need yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're conscious, if, yeah, yeah. If, you own, if you're never productive and you don't do anything, I yeah. think that's difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I agree. I agree with that as well. How about you, brother? What you got? Top takeaway hmm. from today? Um, what would I say? Okay. No, actually, it's the beginning. If I had to say, just when you were straight, uh, talking about your high. Um, about the knees, yeah, because it's Small just those things. moments. I, I, I just when you were talking about that story, I just remembered um, years ago. I used to reflect on that more than I do now, and I feel like I should do that more um, because time is just. I can't believe how fast time is going by. Yeah. Especially with kids too. Kids no, are a little bit older, but like even now, when yeah. they say they grow up so fast, it's like you blink, hey? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, because my daughter, she's uh, seven. She still says like such cute things and such innocent, honest things. You know what I mean? It, it's it's hilarious. But just to stop and reflect on those. I find that sometimes so just being conscious of that and stop and reflect and be like, oh, this is a cool moment. Yeah. That makes it just a little bit more powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Very cool, man. I'm glad you kind of stepped outside of the fasting thing to kind of pull something else out. That's cool. Uh, for me, honestly, like I just got like a one track mind here, man. Like I, I look at fasting as a challenge something to build your your natural resilience like it activates all four c's of of resilience you know it gives you a sense of control right control over what the circumstances of of, of disease and it gives me a little sense of control in the fact that i can control my health by fasting it gives me control over some of these diseases i can take action that makes me better you yourself you took control over that's great uh, it takes commitment. It increases your ability to commit. Why? I'm committed to five days. I'm doing this. I know it's going to be fucking hard, but I'm going to do it. The challenge of fasting by itself is there. And once you complete it, man, it gives you confidence that you can do it again. The whole act of, of fasting builds resilience. And the more you do it, the stronger you become. And so for me, hearing all your stories about going through fasting, I, I'm just so um, confident in, in its power to help the mind as well, to help the body. So... Very cool takeaways, boys. Love that. Cool. Yeah, so that's this week's episode, episode 13 of Brain Jiu Jitsu. And, uh, 14, sorry, yeah, 14, episode 14. And uh, this wine was awesome, man. I love it. I love that we got two bottles of this. This is cool. I would definitely pick this up again. The only wine that Donnie B drinks, eh? Only one he drinks. It's good, man. I do, I do like it. What do you think? I thought it was good, but like, unremarkable. I will say it was good. No, yeah. there's nothing like super crazy. Like it was a solid eight and a half out of ten. Sure, it wasn't like, a knock out of the it's, park. It's no, your it middle of the road, like, easy drinking wine. I, I kind of actually like the uh, that Australian wine probably a little that bit more. That was good. What yeah. was the nineteen crimes or whatever? I was that nineteen. That, was that nineteen that crimes. Is that, that is that's the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I like that one more than this. I agree. Stuff. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna bring uh, a culinary one, one that I picked up from uh, Niagara Falls. Man, that one's so. Yo, don't shit on our sponsors, man. I'm a Yeah. 
best. is true. The best this week, I'll tell you. It is a solid wine though, honestly, really, really good. But anyways, that's uh, episode 14 for Brain Jiu-Jitsu. We got the Brain Jiu-Jitsu crew, Arlen, catch him at Arlen Gray on Twitter, James, myself, Ryan with Create Your 8, the Cut the Crap Show, Sean with the Loud Factory. You got a website, you never pump this thing. Loudfactory.ca. There you go. And uh, my man Steve Ramos, Team Fit Pack. Give him a follow on Team Fit Pack. He's got some programs, amazing content always going out there. Give us a follow and uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned uh, a little something about fasting. But uh, we'll catch you guys back here next week. Take it easy. Peace. Take it easy, guys.